praise, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And thank God he came to bring joy. And I totally believe that we are, next year is going to be a joyful year. Once we can wade past, I'm not putting my, I'm not putting everything in Trump, but I'm putting everything in God. And God is not finished with this country yet or with this world yet. And so I believe that we are going to see some great and mighty things take place. Don't quit praying. We need to continue praying. And let's get everybody out of there that needs to get out of there. There are some that are retiring and there's some that are leaving. So the nugget today is words are containers of who you are. Your words, it should say, I'm sorry, maybe it's supposed to. Your words are containers of who you are. You can always tell a person who they are by what they say. It was interesting in that uh, story I told you about the little boy. The man didn't even notice that he walked with a limp when he came in. Yet, I can almost guarantee you that that dog turned out to be the best, the best deal you could think of. Praise the Lord. Okay, so words are containers of who you are. We are in the holiday season of celebrating. For some joy is all wrapped up in Christmas gifts under the tree. Others, a cozy fire on a chilly night, a hot cup of cocoa, the fresh fallen snow, thank God we don't have that, and the laughter of children at play and Christmas music being played. Find true meaning of joy. We must only look to the word of God. Joy springs forth when the ad, with the advent of the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, looking at joy from heaven's perspective, we see God's work in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you for the word this morning. I thank you for the anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. I thank you, God, that we are we're born again, believers, and ready, ready to meet you. It's exciting to think about what you did, how you came, why you came, and how you set us free. And I thank you, God, that you're about to do something supernatural on this earth like we've never seen before. And I thank you, God, that these are the times I truly believe that Jesus spoke about before his coming. And I praise you. So I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body this morning. And I thank you, God, that by your spirit, you will teach through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 9. I know some might believe, be believing for snow. It's pretty, but it's cold. I think I've told you the story about when we lived in Oklahoma, how our pool decided to drain. We had an, um, what do they call those pools, honey? Above ground pool. And um, 
We had a red anthill right under it. But anyway, it got so cold it drained and in our yard there was this dip. And so it was so cold it started to snow and the whole area where the pool had drained turned into an ice skating rink. So Matt and his friends had a blast in our backyard. It was, it was a lot of fun. We could never get that new house over, what was it, 68 or 64 or something. That's with the heater on full blast and the fireplace on. It was unbelievable. So, but, you know, so I had enough of snow. It was nice, but anybody that's lived in the snow kind of knows what I'm talking about. It's nice to watch falling down. So Isaiah 9. I hope I got the right one. Did I, honey? One and two. Got it twice, so. I want to actually go um, to verse, well, let's just do verse one. But in the midst of judgment, there is the promise in the certainty of the Lord's deliverance, and there shall be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, the Lord brought into contempt the land of Zebul Zebulun, I'm in verse 1, and the land of Isaiah, am I, Isaiah 9. That's not what your Isaiah 9 says? Mine does. Terry's does. <laughs> Did I say Hosea? Oh, it's not Hosea, Isaiah. I'm in the Amplified. Pardon? <laughs> I am then Isaiah. And, and Paige, if you have my Bible, 889. Okay, let's Zebulun in the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make it glorious by the way of the Sea of Galilee, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee and the nations. The Lord who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death upon them has the light shine. You, O Lord, have multiplied the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you like the joy in harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil of the battle. For the yoke of Israel's burden and the staff or rod of, for gording their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor you have broken as in the day of Gideon with Midian. That, that was a good one. Um, for, the trump, for the tramping warrior's war boots, and all his armor in the battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. So, and the increase of his government 
and the peace there shall be and of his government and of peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from from the latter time forth even for evermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this hallelujah and we know that a child was born and it was he was Jesus Christ amen the light that this is talking about is in Matthew 4 12 through 16 there is nothing worse than to see Christians who are miserable at Christmas I just I don't get it no matter how bad your circumstances are, we need to look up at our Redeemer who loves us and cares for us and paid the price. Four, chapter 4, 12 through 16. Matthew 4. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested and put in prison, he withdrew into Galilee. Wait a minute. I hope I didn't get the wrong one. Maybe I did. Let's go. And leaving Nazareth, he went out and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea of the country of Zebulun, Naphtali, that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be brought to pass. In the land of Zebulun, in the land of Naphtali, in the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, and the people who are not of Israel, the people who sat, dwelled, enveloped in darkness, have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the land of the shadow of death of light dawn. From that time, Jesus began to preach, crying out, Repent, change your mind for the better. Heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. And then he went on to say, and he said to them, Come after me as disciples and let me be your guide. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Hallelujah. So the light that they were talking about in Isaiah was Jesus. Joy in the Bible is 650 times. Joy, rejoicing, glad, gladness, and delight. 650 times joy of some form is mentioned in the Bible. Do you see oppression and depression and, and misery? What's that song, that, that Western song about misery on me? Dan can sing it. I think we've sang it. What is, how does it, what's the beginning? Yeah, isn't that pitiful? That's how some people feel. But thank God we have the joy of the Lord who is our strength. So joy, in 650 times joy is mentioned in the Bible. I think God's trying to tell us we need to be a joyful, a peculiar people. You are a chosen generation. 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that will show forth the glory of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thank God we have been called out of that darkness into the light. See yourselves this year being out of darkness and into the light. Because God is about ready to do something on this earth. And we can get through the, all this that's going on right now. Thank God. God is moving mightily, mightily in our midst. So joy in Christmas. So let's turn to Luke a minute. I had a whole ser sermon uh, written out, typed out for me, thank you, dear. And the Lord changed it when we went to bed, added a lot to it. I'm like, oh, not tonight. I got us all drugged to bed, dragging two little white boys to bed and trying to get them go to go to sleep early is something else. Luke 1.14. I'm not prejudiced. We just call them white boys. 1.14. <laughs> I'm talking about Levi and Benjamin. Okay, let's see. We want to go up a little bit. Let's go up. We know that Elizabeth and Zechariah. Let's go to five. In the days when Herod was king of Judea, and there was a certain priest whose name was Zechariah, of the daily service, the division of Abba, or whatever, Abia, or whatever, and his wife was also a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they both were righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But they had no child, for Elizabeth was barren, and both were far advanced in years. You notice that God likes to do things. I like these scriptures now that I'm the age I am. That God likes to do great things when you're far advanced in years. So don't concern yourself, you know, if you get close to 50 or whatever or past it. God likes to do things for you when you're far beyond your years. <laughs> Dear, God likes to do things for you when you're far beyond your years, and you're not far beyond your years. But I'm not having any baby, okay? Okay. Now, while, I'm, while on duty, in verse 8... Now, while on duty, serving as priest before God in the order of his division, as was the custom of the priesthood, it fell for him by lot to enter the sanctuary of the temple of the Lord and burn incense. This was a great honor. And he was chosen. This was his, his opportunity to go before God and burn the incense and... So here he is, he's on duty, 
And it fell to him by lot to enter the sanctuary of the temple and of the Lord to burn incense. And all the throng of people were praying outside in the court at the hour of the incense burning. And pastor, I could have pastor come up here and tell you why, but I don't have time to do this. Maybe he'll do this um, later on as we're teaching in this. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear took possession of him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because of your petition was heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you must call his name John. God is favorable. Now, he must have I don't think Zechariah was in the temple that day asking God for a baby. I think he was busy doing the duties of the Lord. But at one time in his life, he had asked God for a child, for a son. And so here's the angel talking to him and telling him that God had heard his prayer and that God was going to give him a child. And... You're going to bear a son, but you must call his name John. God is favorable. Now, we read all these names in the Bible. John was not a name that you see very often in the Old Testament. Okay? And um, you shall have joy and exultant delight, and many will rejoice over his birth. For he, was, he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord, and he must drink no wine nor strong drink, and he will be filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit even in and from his mother's womb. Notice that. I don't know how many of you have ever noticed that before. He will be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. And so we go on and we read. Um, let's see. He's not to drink. And he's going to be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, even in and from his mother's womb. And he will... Turn back and cause to return many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God. Now, here he is in here doing the priestly duties that he's supposed to be doing. And here's an angel talking to him about the child that he's about to have. And so he's having this conversation with the angel while he's practicing. So he was in there a while. Now... There was great fear on the people if the priest did not come out. And so I'm sure that he was in there longer than normal because he heard this conversation. He's looking at this angel, fears on him at first. I mean, what's going on in here? Nobody ever told me this goes on when, I, when you're in here. And then this angel tells him he's going to have a son. And so look what he does. And he... And he will himself go before him in the spirit of power 
of Elijah to turn back the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient and the sedulous and unpersuadable to the wisdom and the upright, which is the knowledge of the holy love of the will of God in order to make ready for the people, for the Lord, a people perfectly prepared in spirit, adjusted and disposed and placed in the right moral state. Praise the Lord. And so here's Zechariah hearing this about this son. I mean, they're both too old, beyond childbearing age. And he's hearing all this about this son that he's about to have and what, what this son is going to be like, what God's prepared this son to be from the foundation of the earth. You think about this. God spoke this into existence. God knows your age. God, I'm telling for each one of us, he knows what he has planned for each one of us. We just need to listen, be prepared, and do what he says to do, no matter what it looks like. Okay? So, and Zacharias, right, and Zacharias said to the angel, by what shall I know and be sure of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel replied to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God, and I have been sent to talk to you and to bring you this good news. Hallelujah. Gabriel doesn't show up too many times, I'll just tell you, okay? And here's, I mean, he's like, I can just imagine. I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And now behold, you will be and will continue to be silent and not able to speak till the day when these things take place because you have not believed what I told you by my words, but my words are of a kind which will be fulfilled in the appointed and proper time. Hallelujah. Now imagine this. He's in there a long time. And the people, if you look at verse 21, now the people kept waiting for Zechariah and they wondered at his delaying so long in the, in the sanctuary. Why is he in there so long? What is going on? I can just imagine. But when he did come out, he was unable to speak to them. And they clearly perceived that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary and he kept making signs to them. Still, he remained dumb. Now, I want you to kind of picture all this. You're waiting outside. He's in there. The priest, the high priest is in there. He's, he's ministering to the Lord. He's taking forever you don't want to have to go out and pull him out of there. They're wondering what's going on. Then he comes out and he can't speak. He's trying to do all this sign language stuff. Well, I can just imagine the people like, what is going on here? So, it's, and when his time of performing priestly functions was ended, he returned to his own house. Now, after this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. And for five months, she secluded herself entirely, saying, 
I have hid myself, because thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he designed to look on me to take away my reproach among men. Now in the sixth month after that time, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the town of, town of Galilee near Nazareth to a girl never having been married and a virgin engaged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David. And, a, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Hail, O favored one, endued with grace. The Lord, God, the Lord is with you. Be blessed, favored of God, all you before, are you before all other women. When they say she was about 15, they think at this time. Favored before all women. But when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what, she had, what he had said and kept revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found grace, free, spontaneous, spontaneous absolute favor, and loving kindness with God. And listen, you will become pregnant and you will give birth to a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, eminent, and will be called the Son of the Most High and the Lord God will give him the throne of his forefather David and he will reign over the house of Jacob throughout the ages and his reign there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no intimacy with any man as a husband? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud, and the holy, pure, sinless thing offering which shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. And listen, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, also has conceived a son. And this is now the sixth month with her who was barren. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power and impossible of fulfillment. Church, hang on to the word that God has given you. I don't care what things look like. I don't care what your kids are doing, what they look like, what anything looks like. Hold on to the words that God has given you because they shall come to pass. Thank God. And then Mary said, Behold, I am, a, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. And the, and the angel left her. And we know at the time Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, the town of Judah. Remember what the Lord said about John the Baptist, that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. And let's see what happens. And she went to the house of Zechariah and entering it saluted Elizabeth. And it occurred that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with, the, with and controlled by the Holy Spirit, 
and she cried out with a cried out with a loud cry and then exclaimed, "Blessed, favored of God above all other all other women are you, and blessed, favored of God is the fruit of your womb, and how and how have I deserved that this honor should be granted me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me. Hallelujah. For behold, the instant the sound of your salutation reached my ears, the baby in my, in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed, happy to be envied is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of the things that have been spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies and extols the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Hallelujah. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, and he has looked upon the low station and humiliation of his man, handmaiden. For behold, now on all generations of all ages, and call me blessed and declare me happy and to be envied. And he who is almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, to be venerated in his purity, majesty, and glory. And his mercy, his compassion, and kindness towards the miserable and afflicted is on the house who fear him with godly reverence from generation to generation, and age to age. He has shown strength and made with his arm. He has scattered the proud and, and haughty and in the imagination and purpose of his designs of their heart. Hallelujah. So it says, it says here, he put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled and satisfied the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty-handed without a gift. He has laid hold of his servant Israel to help him to expose his cause in remembrance of his mercy. He has promised, even as he has promised to our forefathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Praise you, Jesus. We are the descendants of Abraham. Amen? So here we see... In Luke 1.14, Zechariah was visited by the angel and great joy came to him. In Luke 1, uh, I think it was 26 around there, to Mary. And then in Luke 1.44, we see John the Baptist leap in his mother's womb. We see in Luke 1.47, Mary rejoices in God her Savior. In 158, did we get to 58? Okay, let's get up to, we got to 56. Now the time that Elizabeth should, should be delivered came and she gave birth to a son and her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy on her and they, and they rejoiced with her. And it occurred that on the eighth day, while they came to circumcise the child, they were intending to call him Zechariah after his father, but the mother answered, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by that name. 
and they inquired with signs to his father as to what he wanted him to him called and Zachariah asked for a, for a writing tablet and wrote his name is John and they were all astonished and his mouth was opened immediately and his tongue loosed and began to speak blessings and praisings and thanking God can you imagine all this this I mean this is just awesome it's just wildly awesome that's that's all I that's the best way I can say this we are about to see things take place on this earth that are going to be so wildly awesome. It's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm already excited. Are you staying back there, Wit? Usually I see you up here. So I want to see, I want to share this morning the seven ways to keep, to keeping joy. Seven ways to keeping joy because you can allow work, circumstances, situations, family, all kinds of things to enter in and steal your joy. And, you know, well, Jesse Duplantis, and there has to be some up here, um, did a sermon on if Satan can steal your joy. If, he, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't steal your goods. And this is no time to allow the enemy to steal your joy, no matter what anybody or anyone is doing. I'm going to tell you, parents, the enemy will try to, through your children, try to destroy. When they get older, they're not all going to be perfect. That would be really nice. But you might have one, and I pray not. That's not something I'm praying over you. But that is going to dis cause you to be disheartened. Don't allow yourself to be disheartened. Keep standing on the word of God, no matter what. I think about Samson. You know, the parents did not do with Samson what they were supposed to do. Samson was not supposed to drink. There were things that Samson, that God said he was not to do, and they were not obedient to what God said, so Samson got in trouble. We know what happened. He ended up with good old Delilah. She finally weaseled out of him. What the, what the thing was that gave him the strength, and then she had him cut in, come in and cut off his hair. We ended up with his eyes poked out and the whole thing, but he still did what God had proclaimed over him that he would do. So don't give up. Don't give up. We have no idea what God's doing. So, number one, seven ways to keeping joy. Rehearsing with God the reasons you trust him. What are the reasons why you trust him? And rehearse those. Tell him why. Tell yourself why. Because God is good and his mercy endureth forever. God is not a man that he should lie. You know, start rehearsing the things that God has promised. My children are disciples, taught of the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed composure. I don't care if you're acting like an idiot. You are. <laughs> I had to tell one of my one time, listen, I'm turning you over to God. I've... That's it. I'm not praying for you. 
This uh, God had told me to do that. I'm not praying for you. I'm turning you over to God. I'm going to let God deal with you. I'll tell you, that kid was saved within what? It was Dennis. It was after he almost ran over a blind person. He was just being rebellious. He was saved, I'd say, within months, weeks maybe. Because I just said, I'm turning, it's, it's between you and God. I'm out of it. I'm not even praying for you right now. It's between you and God. And I, t- I t- took him and bound him to the altar with cords. I believe it's in Psalms 118. And I said, here, God, he's yours. Go for it. Trust me. I've never shared, I don't know, I might have shared this story, but he was the first person I ever cast demons out of. And let me tell you, it was not pleasant. Because number one, I didn't believe that Christians could have demons. And he came home and started acting up, and, and I'm like, oh, great. And his, he'd gone to the exorcist to see the exorcist with his grandmother and opened himself up. Well, trust me, every demon was cast out of him that day. It wasn't pleasant, but it was dealt with and done. And that was the beginning. But I just said, God's going to, you know, God's going to deal with you. So rehearse with with God the reasons you trust him. Why are you trusting him? Tell him which of his attributes is your favorite. Read the praises from the scriptures back to him. Let's turn to Psalms 103, verse 1. I'll tell you, God knows exactly how to get every one of us. He certainly knew how to get me. And I was demon, I was either real demon oppressed or extremely demon possessed. Take your pick. The pastor could probably tell you which one. He just didn't say Jesus around me. Psalms 103. Bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord. O my soul and all that is deepest within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm going back to the King James Version. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercies who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that the, thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all who are oppressed. Well, this is a good one. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed as the eagles. Notice, satisfies your mouth with good things, so your youth is renewed as the eagles. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Join with other believers in prayers and thanksgiving. Delight yourself in his character. Thank you, Jesus. Number two, keep a joy journal. 
Record the reasons and date it. You have to rejoice and reminders of God's faithfulness that you encounter in our everyday life. You know, I, I keep a journal. If anybody ever watches me, I usually have my journal with me and I keep a journal and I write things in my journal. I've got tons of them in, in the house that I've, that I've gone through. But keep a journal. If you keep a journal and you write down all the good things that God's been doing, it won't be hard to be grateful. And you won't forget to thank him. You know, when you pray about something so many times, it happens and you don't even realize it happens. But when you journalize things, now it's so easy. You can keep it in your iPad or whatever. So record the reasons you have to rejoice and reminders of God's faithfulness that you encounter in our everyday life. In addition, why not press a leaf from your prayer walks into the pages of, or include a photo of a person that brings you joy each time you remember them? Think big. That's a big one. Think big. We just read that God told Mary, nothing is impossible with, to me. Nothing. I don't care how bad it is. Nothing's impossible. He's just got to get us saying it and believing it. The more you say it, the more you're going to believe it. Amen? Think big. Expand your journal into a joy box or a joy drawer that brings floods of joy each time you open it. I still have that jar of things that you wrote. Remember when you wrote things and put it in that jar? How many remember that? I still have that jar. I should bring it one day and, and maybe not say who wrote what, but I'll bet you'll remember what you wrote. Amen? Look constantly, daily, and acknowledge his blessings. You know, I'm thinking of John back there. Every time you arrest, arrest somebody that you've been after for so long and what you, you know, that would be tiresome to me. Write it down. You know, I like to go after the hardest things because if you can conquer the hardest things, then you know that anything else can be conquered. We all have things in our life. I'm not talking about you, John, but I'm talking about, you know, when you, when you arrest, finally deal with, get, get something finished up, which sometimes can take a while, write it down. On this day, this was over. That's it. But, you know, and I'm not trying to pull you out of, you know, pick you out of this, but... You're a joy to look at. I can tell you've been at a praise conference or a praise meeting. Um, but think of all these things. Keep a, keep a joy box. Rejoice, especially at this time of year. Look constantly daily and acknowledge his blessings. What do he do for you today? Let's look at Galatians 2.20 a minute. You know, there's that song that David Ingalls 
things keep the switch of faith turned up, turned on. We have to keep that switch turned on continually. How many know that? Trust me, the older you get, the more you're going to keep that switch turned on. Kind of try to enjoy things. Let, don't let things bug you as much. We're just sojourners walking through this. How many understand that? This isn't, this isn't the final destiny. So make, th- make this the best it can be and gather in as many as you can and just smile at people. You'd be surprised how many grouches there are out there. Okay, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave me and gave himself for me. I am crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with him who lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and, re- and reliance on, and completely trust in the Son of God whom loved me and gave himself up for me. So every day there's something new. Every day he loads us down with benefits. If we'd only expect it. You know, so many times God's over there trying to give you, no, no, that's okay. I've heard people say, no, that's okay. You shouldn't do that. Look at, if, I, if God tells me to do something and give you something, don't ever tell me no. Because I'm only doing what God's telling me to do. There are so many people that miss out on the blessings that God wants to give them because they refuse it. No, no, that's okay. No, he's trying to bring a blessing to you. But if you keep doing that, he's going to turn to someone else and give it to them. You know, when we were in, in, at Rama, they taught on that one time. And they said, that's actually pride. When a person does that. Now there are others that try to um, get from people. And so you've got, you got to really be real careful. Okay. So, but when God tries to give you something, don't say no, it's, it's okay. I don't really, whatever. Just take it. Take it and thank the Lord for it. If you've given and given and given, trust me, God is standing up there saying, I am going to give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And that's the truth. That's how he sees. There are some of you in here. Well, the Corvette's not out there today, but that says seed, seed for, does it say seed for you or seed for me? I can't remember. See, that was your seed planted towards your pastor and that the blessings from that seed are still pouring in let it come let it come let it come in every form that God wants to bring it write down the list God I gave seed and I've not forgotten that and this is what I've given it for every time you give seed Pastor Appreciation Day, that is a blessing to us every year. 
I am so thankful for what you all do. It's a, I cannot tell you what a blessing it is to be blessed and honored as your pastors. This birthday party for pastor, you know, when your birthday's right before Christmas, pastor does not want to have parties, but because he thinks it's too hard on people. We, we, we want to bless you, dear. Got it? You're our pastor. Got it? He can get me later. All right. Surround yourself with joyful people. Joy is contagious. How many know that? Joy is contagious. So build relationship with friends whose lives exhibit their confidence in God. Build relationships with, with friends and people whose lives exhibit their confidence in God. They are confident in God. Are you confident in God? I know one thing, God will not fail me. Pray for each other that your joy in Christ would continue to increase. Have you ever thought of praying that your joy would increase? There is so much joy that God wants to pour on us. We need to pray that this place needs to have joy increasing in it. Amen. Hang with people of like precious faith. How many of you have ever been in a room where there is not any faith? I, I, I'll never forget the time when I was going to speak at this woman's meeting and the sermon I was speaking on, oh boy, I was teaching on healing. And they started talking before the thing about God doesn't heal and all the time. And I'm thinking, great. And the gal that was with me, I drug her in the bathroom. I said, you better pray because God gave me this sermon. I'm going to preach it no matter what. At first, at first, my thoughts were, well, I've got to run and get a different sermon. And I thought, no. God gave me this sermon, and they need to hear it. So hang out with people with like precious faith. Second Peter 1. <laughs> Every person in this room has like precious faith. We're peculiar, but we got like precious faith. had someone try to talk to me against the name it and claim it group that was a good one it's the, it's the gal that watches our boys and uh, I said well I want you to know I am one of those she said well what does it mean I said you tell me what you think it means because I kind of wanted to hear what they thought it meant you ever kind of wondered what they think it meant boy was it a bunch of bull excuse me Lord it was, it was ridiculous. And I said, this is what we mean, what it means. We believe the Bible and what it says, it says, and he means it. And so we speak it forth. And we're not going to settle for less. You know, if you settle for less, you're going to get less. If that's what you settle for, that's what you're going to get. I hope you're getting something out of this. 
Second Peter one. Oh boy. One. Simon Peter, a sermon apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm saying this to each one of you today. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ over this Christmas time. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. We have right, like precious faith. If one of us started talking a bunch of junk, we'd all look at you like, I mean, we don't do that when new people come because they don't know yet. But if any one of you started talking against what the Word of God said, I would look at you like you were insane. What happened to you? And let's, let's, let's pray for you now. <laughs> so, soul winners are the happiest people on this earth. How many know that? They are. And it talks about Mark, that in Mark. That's my, one of my favorite things to do is soul win. Mark 4, 16, 20. And if you really want to have a blast, go to the nursing homes. You have an audience before you that cannot leave. It's the truth. Terry, remember when you went to the nursing home? You remember when you used to go? Those people were hungry. That was what we did when we went in Ramah. You were expected at the church we went to to do something in the church faithfully if you went to Ramah. And so we went in there and they needed people to go to the nursing home. So they put pastor in charge of it and put someone as our praise and worship team. And he started preaching. They said, you know, they can only stand five minutes of being taught, those people kept begging him for longer and longer and longer. And then finally one day, a woman that was blind, they pushed her by the TV room and she could see. If you don't think that erupted in that place, it was wild. Mark 16, 20. He who believes and who adheres and trusts in and relies on the gospel of him, whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe and does not adhere, trust and rely on gospel to him, whom it sets forth, will be condemned. These attesting signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they'll speak a new language, they will pick up serpents, and even if they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So then Jesus, the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by attesting signs and miracles and closely accompanying it. So signs and wonders are to follow you as you go out and give the gospel. Amen. Number Four, approach life's challenges and trials redemptively. This is all important. We're all going to have them. There's all gonna, we're all going to have challenges. We're all going to have trials. 
this is just part of this sojourning thing. But God doesn't waste the difficult circumstances of your life, but uses them to develop his character in you. In Romans 5.1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. One of my favorite scriptures, it didn't used to be, is counted all joy when you encounter divers' tests and trials, knowing the trying of your faith worketh patience. You know, if you're having a big test and trial over something, the enemy knows that you are about to receive a blessing in that situation. So I'm just going to try to make it worse, look worse. So you're going to speak that it's not working or think that it's not working. That's why it's so important to continue confessing the word over every situation, no matter what. So James, a servant of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the 12, James 1, 1, we're scattered about, we're scattered abroad greeting for help in the processing pressure pro productivity joy will sneak up on you when you view your hardest lessons from God and look these lessons are not from God I take that back they're from the devil but from God will come the way of escape the way to overcome it, the way to conquer it. So every time you will become a winner through Jesus Christ and you'll be able to look back at that situation and say, listen, that might have been rough, but God was with me the whole time and I have become stronger and, my, and it was a character builder. God did not send it, but it came to try to destroy my faith. But it didn't, unless you let it. Five, make praise and gratitude a habit. Make praise and gratitude a habit. Has God met a need? Praise him. Have your challenges given you greater opportunities to see him work? Thank him. Joy fills, joy flows from a grateful and responsive heart. Joy flows from a grateful and responsive heart. I'm going to tell you, if you want to be prosperous, if you, you know, number one, you've got to be a giver. Not just of your tithes, but of offerings. But gratefulness will cause God to move. Praising Him and being grateful will cause God to move in a way for you like you could never expect. Just being grateful for what gifts God has, God has given you. You know, none of you do this, but I've seen churches where, you know, we have some friends that are going through a hideous split right now. And I, you know, there's nothing worse than to if you really want to get yourself in a fat mess, talk about the pastor. Pick apart his kids. Pick, <laughs> I'm, people that do that end up miserable. Miserable, sometimes dead. I've seen things happen that are really sad. And 
make praise, praises and gratitude, make praise and gratitude a habit. Praise Him. If you, you know, if someone really bugs you, ask God why. What's going on in their life? You know, until you, till, I learned the hard way, until I walk in someone's shoes, <laughs> there was one thing that I could never understand. Why, how in the world can you, what's wrong with people when the word says, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, and they're not walking in divine health? Well, the day I flew down the stairs or was pushed down those stairs, I found out. And it gave me a attitude of compassion that I'd never had before. And when we had, I can't tell you what it cost, the, one of the most expensive pieces in this building is that thing in, the, in front of the bathroom, that vinyl flooring, because they had just come out with that handicap act where you had to have that type of flooring with the ripples in it. And it was hard to find. And I remember when, they, when the inspector kept coming and saying, you have to have that. Well, even every place I went couldn't find it. And they found, they found it, but that little piece was extremely expensive. I can't even tell you what it was. But I no longer griped about that kind of stuff because I understood how people needed that. If they need it, they need it. You, you know, when you're standing for a healing, you're standing, and you keep standing no matter how hard you get pushed down. You just keep standing and walking and confessing no matter what. But I'll tell you, I just, I was horrible, and I, I'll confess my faults. I just couldn't understand what, what was the problem with people. You know, we can become very um, critical of situations that people are in, yet we've never been in that situation, okay? I'm talking, you know, sometimes marriages and things, you know, it, people have to work their own stuff out. So pray for people. All right, we make praises. Make a, before you turn in at night, write down three to five blessings in your joy journal. Make it a habit and watch your joyful attitude grow. Three to five things a day that God did. You don't know my day. They're miserable. There's got to be three to five things in your day. That, <laughs> three to five things in your day one, your wife told you they let, that she loved you. Two, she kissed you. <laughs> I mean, I don't care how bad your day is. There's got to be three to five things in your day that you can write down in your joy journal. <laughs> your husband took a shower. I don't know. Three to five things. Make it a habit. Watch for joyful things and watch your joy attitude grow 
and the murmuring and complaining will stop. <laughs> Number six, fill your mind with music. Listen to, sing along, and meditate on music that draws your heart nearer to God and His Word. Well, right now, there's Christmas music out there. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I'm not talking about this funky stuff, but I'm talking about the good stuff that's out there. <laughs> Listen and sing along and meditate on music that draws your heart nearer to God and His Word. Seven. We're almost there. I've got scriptures for the last one if you want it. Fill your mind with music. Colossians 3, 10, 15, and 16. Ephesians 5, 19. We're not going to look there. You all know what to fill yourself with. Seven. Take a long view. <laughs> this is really good. Investor, investors advise their clients not to worry about the daily ups and downs of the stock market. Boy, oh boy, I'll bet they were telling their clients this year a lot. If you were ever going to buy stock, the day before the, this, this election would have been a real good time because the stock market has shot up there. But they tell their clients not to worry about the delays, the ups and downs of the stock market. What matters is the long view. Does life present incredible challenges today? Are you... Re are you reserved? I'm looking at this. I don't know if you write, wrote the right word, baby. Are your reserves at a low or are you enjoying a content plateau? Think of this. Just kind of evaluate yourself right now, you know. Do you, does life present incredible challenges today? Are your reserves at a low or are you enjoying a con content plateau? I don't like, I don't like reserves at a low. And I don't like to be content and be at a plateau. That's not my thing. Regardless of today's, today's events, take a long view. Remember that God remains in charge of your days and a faithful and will faithfully develop his character in you. I don't want to be at a content plateau. I want to move further. I want to press on to the mark of high calling because my Bible says from glory to glory he's changing me. I mean, that's okay to be at a content plateau. I'd rather be there than the other, trust me. <laughs> Remember, joy springs from viewing the days, from viewing the day's events from eternity perspective. Okay? This, if you get anything, get this. Joy springs from viewing the day's events from eternal perspective. Trust that God controls your life details. In Romans 
We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose, that he hears your every request. You know, look at Galatians 3.14 a minute. People take that scripture all wrong. You're going through a horrible thing. Well, God, you know, it's all working together for good. And you, I mean, I've heard the negative and I've heard the positive. I'll take the positive. Thank you. So Galatians 3.14, that the blessings of Abraham, let's go up one. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. He hears your every request. Remember Zechariah? Zachariah at one time had prayed for a son. Here he is, his opportunity in the temple to do the work of the temple. God waits till that day. Some of them just go in once, am I correct? Priests. Here's his, his, here he's prayed this prayer at one point. And the day he goes in to do the priestly duties, the angel shows up and starts talking to him about the son that God has prepared him to have. Think of this. God knows you. God knows all about you. He has every hair counted. He knows exactly what is in store for you. So kick back, praise him, and move forward. It might not look really good right now, but guess what? From glory to glory, he's changing us, and from glory, he's moving. I don't know about you, but I can sense stuff going on in the spirit realm that God is starting to move things around, big things, and remove people out. Harry Reid getting out of office is a big winner. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Psalms 116.1. I won't get into politics. I won't, I won't, I won't. I could, but I won't. Psalms 116.1. Like I said, the day after Trump got into office, the stock market went up a lot. Love the Lord because he has heard now hears my voice and my supplication because he has inclined his ears to me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. I love the Lord because he has heard and now hears my voice and my supplications because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Take that scripture this week and run with it. Run with it. How many knows what's, know what scripture I just gave? What did you get out of it?
two people tell me what they got out of that. The sooner you tell me, the sooner you get out. <laughs> Amen. Next. Pardon? Always. And his joy will be your strength. Nehemiah 8.10. How many can quote that one? Nehemiah 8.10, anybody? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I hope you got something out of this, and I hope that you will get that joy journal. Three to five things a day. So-and-so was nice to me. You'd be surprised. You know, when you have a day that you think was real crummy, if you write down the three to five good things, you'll find out, hey, you know, this was a pretty good day. We've got to change our attitude, our, our, our thinking attitude. That It's all up here. Right here, this thing. You know, it's, it's all up here. One, can, one person can see a negative in something, and another person can see great victory. Wow, that's, that's victorious. No, look what they're going. No, that's victory. It's all up here. In the mind, the arena of faith. So as we enter into this, we're already in it. This year we can all say Merry Christmas. It's no longer happy holidays. That Trump changed that one. It's going to be Merry Christmas in America from now on instead of happy holidays. That's exciting. I'm going to put on my website, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ or Christmas, why are you putting a Christmas tree up? Don't even go shopping. Why bother? If you're just going to say happy holidays, why even bother to go through the the effort of it because we that are Christians that is that's the day we celebrate our Savior birth and come on bring the money y'all agree remember the raven bring them on who's got their faith out there for lots for Third John 2 this year, beloved, I wish of all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. How are you going to prosper when your soul prospers? What is your soul? Your mind, will, emotions, and intellect. Get them prospering. Like I said, it's all up here. If God will feed the prophet... and bring him everything he needed, that he can send birds to my house. I don't care. 
I don't care how it gets there, but it's going to get there. Amen? Father, I speak blessings upon every person in this congregation. They're blessed. They're blessed going in and they're blessed going out. They're the head and not the tail. God, from glory to glory, you're changing each one of us. We are, we are people of faith. I thank you, Father God, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Just start hoping for some things right now. And the evidence of things not seen. And God, I just thank you that there, every one of us has things out there that we are believing for. We see it. We refuse to have our minds changed. And we will receive that that your word has promised concerning every situation in our life that we're standing for. And I give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Go and be blessed. Don't, Terry's got the list.